Welcome to today's episode of Let Me Be Brief. I'm your co-host, Andy Rieger, joined as always by my good buddy, Matt Basinger. Best buddy. Drinking buddy. We're in the Let It Fly Media Studios, joined with Miss Jackie Wise. Today's guest, someone Matt and I both know pretty decently well. He's very soft-spoken. His name is Casey Wright. Casey is the president of Chief of Staff. Casey, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I was confused because I thought you were the chief of staff. Do other people get that confused as well? All the time. Yeah. We actually get a lot of business from people searching for chief of staff for those jobs, and then they find us and then call in. Amazing. SEO. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Good work with the name. Thanks. Uh, So since those people couldn't figure it out, what do you do? (laughs) What do I do personally? What's your company? Yes, and... So what does your company do? We're a recruiting firm based in Brookside, and we place all different levels of folks in finance, admin, HR, sales, and operations roles, and uh, been in business 11 years in October. Why did you get into this? That's a really long story, but... Uh, well, we have to talk career brief, progression. The brief version of the it. The brief version is I studied psychology in college, thought I wanted to be a shrink, ultimately... Rock chalk, by the way. Rock chalk, Absolutely. Uh, ultimately figured that'd be too depressing, but wanted to get into a, a role where I can help people out. So this is a big one. Uh, we get to make a huge difference on people's lives and their livelihood. So leaving school. Yes. Did you ever become a psychologist? No, nope, I never did. I decided with about a semester left in college that that wasn't the route I wanted to take. Um, spent a brief minute at Lockton, met my wife there, realized I insurance industry wasn't what I wanted to do. And people started telling me to get into sales. I didn't really want to do sales necessarily and realized that recruiting is sales for sure. But everyone says, you know a lot of people, you can talk to anybody, and started recommending I do this, started looking around, and been doing it ever since. Did you start at Chief of Staff no. and work your way up? No, so I bought the firm uh, a little over three years ago. So I've been doing it about 16 years now. Worked at a couple other firms, thank you. And uh, I left, I took a year off, set out a non-compete, and was it June 18 to June 19, and took a big road trip with my, my wife and my two little girls and had the intention of starting one from scratch, but had the opportunity to buy this instead. And it's been one of the best moves I ever made. So I know this might seem a little bit silly. There, there are folks who don't know what a recruiting firm does. Sure. And so I'd love for you to maybe just spell it out real simply on both the, uh, employer and employee side of kind of what those two processes look like and why you found success in doing it. Sure. Uh, yeah, a lot of people don't understand it. I didn't understand it either. You know, there are several people that I've run into from, you know, past lives, ask what I do. And I say, I'm a recruiter. And uh, most people are like, oh, for the army? I'm like, no. Or I'll say headhunter. And uh, that that really confuses people. But uh, no, we find people jobs. And one of the most common questions we get is, does the the candidate, the job seeker pay you or does the company? We get paid by, by companies for finding talent for them. So uh, I make comparison. It's a lot like in a sports agent. Honestly, we're representing people. We're going out there and finding the best talent for the and the best fit for the the company, and focus primarily on culture over everything else. So let's say Swell Spark. You know, we're trying to hire a new director of sales. Sure, right. Um, and we have a job posting, and I come and I say, Hey, Casey, we want a director of sales. Let's just say using fun round numbers, right? It's a hundred thousand dollars salary. Sure. Uh, when you find that person, yep. What does that whole like layers of transaction look like as far as how you facilitate sure. that happening and then how you make money doing so? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so they pay us a percentage of of the the employee's first year salary. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that's industry norm. Um, honestly, every one of our clients is a little bit different. Some uh, 
we run every single step of the process to basically where they come to us and say, hey, who should we hire? And, and we give it to them. Uh, others are like, find us some resumes, find us some talent, and then we'll take over, you know, from there. But we help with, you know, setting them up with the interviews, preparing the candidates for the interviews, preparing our clients for what what buttons they need to push in order to to make themselves more attractive to the candidates. And then come down to the offer stage, we're usually the ones to extend the offer to the candidates, um, help the negotiations, we're the, the, the go-between. So... Mm-hmm. Um, literally every single step of the process. And are you helping the negotiations of, are you helping the employers to try yeah. to negotiate, not to say down per se, or helping the, or, or are you coming in and saying like, hey, realistically, this dude or this gal is worth, and and this is the fair price sure. that should make sense? Think of it a little bit like a real estate agent where you're representing the, you know, the, the seller and the buyer. I mean, we're trying to get a good deal for everybody. Sure. At the end of the day, if everyone leaves happy, that's great. So, um, we're having to coach our the employers a ton right now on what they need to do to be competitive and be uh, aggressive in order to land candidates because, as everyone knows, one of the hottest markets ever right now. So. Yeah, and so, so we're in August of 2022 sure. as we are filming this right now. Sort of walk us through the labor market in your eyes right now. I mean, you just hit on it, but let's really talk about what it where we're at today, where we've come from, where we're going, and sort of just let everyone understand your brain and where you're thinking we are. Sure. I mean, so like I said, I've been doing it about 16 years. I've seen uh, several different cycles. Sometimes, um, you know, if, if there's not a lot of hiring going on, the, the most value is having the, the relationships with the companies. You know, who's going to hire? Uh, who's got open positions? Uh, right now, everybody needs to hire. So the value is all on finding the good candidates, you know, the, the best talent out there. Yeah, the, the you have to adjust with the market. I think that's probably the thing that I would say I've been able to do the best throughout my career is, all right, this was the approach that was working in 2007. Well, that wasn't working well in 2010. And then you have to do something totally different in 2015. Now here it is 2022. The market's absolutely completely different. I mean, one, one example is first, I don't know, you know, dozen or so years of my career, I can count on one hand the number of times I got to like an offer stage and it was turned down. Like if, if we're getting to offer, it's a done deal. It's in the bag. Because uh, usually the, you know, if, if the interview doesn't go well or, you know, there's not mutual interest, we you kill it at that point. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting, you know, four, five, six, seven offers before we can get somebody to accept a job right now because they have so many different opportunities out there. And and so when when you're seeing that side of things, you know, is is your client base sort of a mix where you have truly a candidate pool of 100 people, let's use round numbers, that are coming to you once a month and or, you know, 100 people a month coming to you saying, Oh, hey, uh, your recruiting firm, you know, I'm looking to change jobs. Sure. And at the same time, you've got 25 companies. Maybe they're not matches for each other, but you're taking intake on both sides. Sure. Oh, absolutely. So most of the people I've placed throughout my career are not super actively looking. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that's that's a, a common misnomer. They think that anyone that we find jobs for is like they're unemployed, they're desperate, they're out on the street, you know, looking hard for, for a new job. Um, I, I, back to the real estate analogy. It's almost like, you know, having a pocket listing, you know, yeah, you're not looking, but if you found this house that has X, Y, Z, maybe I'll listen to it. Same thing with a lot of our candidates. A lot of these people are people that, you know, I've known for years and worked with for, for years, just stayed in touch with their friends or, you know, personal connections and they're fine. They're, they're content in their job, but then all of a sudden something comes up, piques their interest. They're like, yeah, absolutely. Let's jump all over that. So, uh, you know, some of it is, is, you know, people coming to us, you know, actively looking, but more often than not, it's, it's us just kind of keeping a pulse on the market and what's going on and letting people know. I mean, I, I give an example. I placed the controller for the Chiefs a handful of years ago. Well, uh, you know, only one person got that job. But over the years, there's all these people that I've recruited 
And that how one many years ago was that? Probably seven, eight years ago, something like that. I'd have to double check. But, uh, uh, you know, there's all these people that I'd call about a job. Like, I'm not looking. I'm not looking. I'm not interested. It's like, well, everyone would look for something. You know, what, what is it? What, what would pique your interest? Number one response I've ever gotten on that is is professional sports. And everyone, you know, everyone wants to work in professional sports, or a lot of people do. So I had this whole Rolodex full of people that if I ever have a professional sports job come up, they want, want me to call them. So uh, some of those people I hadn't talked to in three or four years. But then next thing you know, I'm telling them about the Chiefs job. Even if they don't get that, we're reengaged with them. And then, you know, it's kind of like a fish on, honestly. Yeah. So a lot of your job, grossly oversimplified, is to be known <laughs> and to be liked and to be trusted. Sure. Right. And so because you're dealing with confidential information, you're Absolutely. dealing with, you know, people who work at Andy's company. Yep. They're like, this place is awful and they <laughs> want to get over to SwellSpark instead. Absolutely. But Andy can't know that. Sure. Right. Sure. And so how have you been able to kind of like, you know, I, I can imagine managing those relationships is tough. And maybe sure. this is going back to you wanting to initially deal with very private information, you know, yeah. when you were in college. Yeah, but absolutely. How do you how do you manage that? I mean, it's Peace. establishing rapport with them. Like I said, most of the people that I find jobs for I've known for years. Mm -hmm. um, and there's I say most there's plenty of times I meet somebody. We have a job the next day. That's that. But but if you look at it historically, it's not just a and I think that's something that that our firm does differently. I think that's something I've done differently. I think most um, of our industry is very transactional. This company calls, they have a job. Uh, all right, these are the bullet points we're looking for. Let's go track down a resume and throw it together and see what fits. Uh, that's not the approach I take. Like I, I tell all my employees, every time we talk to them, I say, don't think exactly, you know, what you're going to do for them right now, but think what's this relationship three, four, five years from now? Now, because I think there's a there's a lot we can do to to add value to people without necessarily just finding them jobs. And a lot of times, you know, someone's a couple years into their career, they're looking for a job. We don't have the right job for them. You know, their background doesn't match up with anything that we're working on right now, but the resume was was trash. You know, they you know, we help them totally rewrite their resume. They know absolutely, you know, they just moved here from another market. They don't know anything about the Kansas City market. So we, we you know, give them all sorts of insight. We'll go through mock interviews with them, help coach them, prepare them for that. Well, then they get a job uh, on their own, some other source. Two, three years later, it's time to look again. Well, they come back to us because we took care of them then. There's no, you know, we don't make any money on that. I like to mm -hmm. joke around about 98% of, of the work I do is pro bono, you know. <laughs> so we do a lot of uh, just being there, being a resource for people, helping them out. Then when it is time to either, you know, seek somebody out to to use a firm to hire people or you're looking for a job again, we've already got that relationship. So on that note, you know, looking at your background, you, you mentioned that you bought this business recently. Sure. Yeah. And so... Um, this is a relatively service-based industry. Yeah. It's, it, I don't know if there's contracts necessarily, but when you purchased that, did you have to go get bank financing in order to make this purchase? Were you calling like an emprise bank? Were you trying to just bootstrap it? How did you, how do you, I, yeah, good question with like contracts and with growth, how, how do you approach a bank even to say like, Hey, this is our recurring revenue or we, we know we'll do this. Um, I'm very fiscally conservative, <laughs> very, very fiscally conservative. Uh, I always put a lot away for a rainy day. Um, I took a year off and, and, you know, all out of savings traveled, went to, you know, did a, a 38 state, five Canadian province road trip and then came back and paid cash for it. Awesome. So, yeah. Good for you. Yeah. I didn't grow up with anything and I don't ever want to be there again. And so <laughs> I, I hang on to it as best I can. And yeah, I, I never thought I'd be a business owner. I didn't grow up in a world where that was even a possibility, honestly. Sure. Um, I did well, I've, I've done well in what I've done and I see, you know, this opportunity came up and made a lot of sense. That's awesome. Bingo. Uh, 
I sort of want to go back to the labor market for a second. Sure. I mean, yeah. you're, you're, there's no one that understands it and sees it better than than you do. Sure. I mean, where do you sort of see things changing both? I mean, because you're also probably as these interviews, you're talking about, is this remote? Is this an office? Yeah. Um, people hopping around the velocity of people leaving jobs, the quit rates, the unsatisfied rates, wh- whatever it is that you want to say, it feels like from the business owner's side that we're sort of cooling down and starting to approach getting back to where we were five years ago, let's call it. But from your expert side, I mean, where are we? So I've been hearing that a lot recently. It's kind of hard to answer because historically, summertime is the slowest for hiring. And, and what I do, I've always seen that, you know, people are on summer vacations, they're not around to interview, they're focused on getting the kids back to school and whatever. So we'll usually see a dip in hiring during the summer. We really haven't much this year, hmm. but any slowdown, if we've seen it, I attribute it more to that than anything else, because really it's been the past like two, three months when people have been saying that, oh, are we starting to slow down? It seems like we're starting to slow down a little bit. We're really not seeing it yet. I mean, it's uh, the market's insane. Now there's certain sectors, segments maybe that have a little bit, but I think the fact that we're in the Midwest too, we're a little insulated from from too high of highs and too low of lows. And, and so I think... I think we're going to be fine for a while, honestly. I, I don't think it's going to slow down the, the economy, period. Okay, so you're talking about the economy Sorry, yes, w- yes, w- yes. when you say that. Yeah. So so I guess the real question there is, you know, I, and, and this is my perspective from a Jay Rieger and Co. side of things. You know, it feels like we have been seeing people realizing that, employees just in general, realizing that at some point this whole merry-go-round is going to stop and I better be sitting on the right horse. Yeah. And that's something that we feel like we're starting to see with people that are either coming to us or staying with us. And we've got a great group in general for our entire company right now. Um, And it's all people that want to be there. Sure. And, you know, it's not people that are like, well, this is my thing for, you know, the next year and I'm just looking for the next thing. Is that, a place that you feel like, like when you're saying some companies, do you feel like some companies are like, yeah, like those people, like it's going company by company, not industry by industry. Yeah. To a certain degree. I mean, let's face it. You two are in in pretty cool industries and what you work in. You're, you're naturally going to be able to attract people easier than XYZ widget manufacturer that that isn't some sexy business that everybody knows about. So I do I thought this was just a widget. Is this, <laughs> is this cool? Uh the bottle of whiskey that you elected to pick up and drink from this morning. Yes, that would be cool. <laughs> I think it's cool personally, but uh um you know you gotta you gotta get on, you know, you gotta get on the same page and you've got to adapt to the times and and I wouldn't say it's so much industry-wise, but yeah, there's some companies here in town. I mean, there's companies I know of that uh, don't allow people to have laptops for various reasons. You know, the the owner thinks that, you know, information will be leaked out and whatever. When the pandemic happened, everyone's working from home. They got crushed. You know, Mm -hmm. there's other companies that... Now, there's certain industries where you have to be on site. You know, you're construction, you're manufacturing. They're, they're, the employees have to be there. Um, most industries, though, have, have adapted pretty well to the, the hybrid schedule. But there, there's some pretty old school companies I know of that are 100% adamant people in the office every single day. And they're losing people left and right still. All right. So my last question on that front yeah. is remote Yep. versus in office. Yep. Where does that debate settle, in your opinion? Uh <laughs> 
very, very hot topic, obviously, right now. What we're seeing, so first year of the pandemic, if someone asks what the work schedule is or what, what the situation is, 99.9% of them want 100% remote, whether, you know, they were tired of putting on pants in the morning or, or you know, they, they didn't want to drive somewhere or because they're fearful of the, you know, the, the virus. Then about halfway through, I remember calling a lady and telling her about a job. She's like, yeah, what's the work situation? And I said, oh, great news, 100% remote. She's like, oh, damn it. I don't want it then. I was like, what? And she's like, I'm so tired of being at home. Mm-hmm. I just need to get back to, to the in-person environment. So what we found, what we're, we're advising all of our clients on is offer a hybrid schedule. Of, to That can mean different things to different companies but or to different people. But I found that just w- the willingness to offer a hybrid schedule shows that you're you're – doing what you can to take care of your employees. That doesn't necessarily mean everyone's going to take advantage of it, you know, but if you at least offer it, um, you're going to have an infinitely easier time of, of hiring and retaining talent than if it's no hundred percent in the office every single day, no ifs, ands or buts about it. Yeah. I personally like coming in the office. You know, I, I prefer to be in the office. I, I get energy from interacting with my team. I think there's so much real time training that can be done. Sure. We do plenty over zoom and phone calls and et cetera. But a lot of it is just it's what we're dealing with that day. Someone calls. We're dealing with this issue. My team's around. They can hear what I'm saying. They're not going to be able to experience that from home. So I prefer an office, but we have, I mean, half our office is working from home today. You know, so it's we're flexible with yeah. it. You all, one, you all have a podcast <laughs> as well. Sure. You've, do you usually sit on that side or on this side or is, is it other folks who are doing it? What's, what's that? I'm like? not very involved. They, right. They've asked me to be a you guest know. a couple times, but that, I'm, that's, uh, I let them run with that. That's but not my deal. Chief of staff has a very good name here in Kansas city. Well, thank you. And, and I think one of the things that has been fascinating for some sectors is how, um, you know, there's a lot of folks in the Midwest now who in the midst of the last two and a half years started working for coastal companies because sure. they could all of a sudden has your, kind of relational needs and and the way that you're placing people, has that changed dramatically now that for many companies working from home or working remotely has opened up, you know, kicked open a lot of doors? Yeah. I mean, that's definitely a challenge. I mean, historically the the competition, if if someone's looking to hire somebody is who else is in town looking for someone Mm -hmm. comparable to that? One of their competitors, similar size company or similar part of town. Now it really is the entire world, you know? And so, um, I, we're seeing a lot of people that, that are making way more money, you know, and even if they don't want to work remote, they're, sure. they're not seeking out working hundred percent remote, but if you can get paid San Francisco wages and live in Kansas city, a lot of people are doing That's that. So deal. it, it yeah. is, it is something that we're, we're very cognizant of. And we've sure. got a lot of clients that have shifted to, to fully remote too, just in order to, to attract more talent. Yeah. But all right, we're getting to the end. So we're going to cut off, uh, work talk. Okay. Okay. That part is over. Deal. We're focused. We're ready. Uh, outside of work, outside of marriage or kids, yeah. Uh, what's the coolest experience that you've ever had? Ooh, coolest experience I've ever had. Well, I love to travel. I mean, I, that's yeah. that's big. So I've been to forty-eight states and almost that many countries. What are you missing? Alaska and Hawaii, actually, bro. I know. All right. Uh, I haven't been to Hawaii yet. Everyone's like, "Have you not made it there?" Because I've never been to Hawaii. You haven't? Let's go. Let's go watch the Jayhawks next time they're yeah. they're down there. I'm in. Um, but seriously, I know I'll go for a wedding, a conference, KU basketball tournament, something like that. So I haven't made it like set it as a destination. Alaska, the year we did our road trip, we were going to drive up to Alaska. My daughter's unfortunately got pneumonia though. And Uh, so we had to turn around and come back. But, uh, my coolest experience, uh, probably African safari Dang, I don't know, but I'm a huge sports fan too. So 
Super Bowls and World Series and Final yep. Fours. And I've lived a good life. I love it. <laughs> but awesome, I, I'm man. trying to live it to the fullest every minute. I love it. Well, well, hey, on behalf of Emprise Bank, Let It Fly Media, the Jay Rigger & Co. Distillery, Swell Spark, uh, it's so encouraging to see what you're doing here in Kansas City. Um, excited to see your continued growth. And, Thank and thanks for being a friend, too. Absolutely. So, uh, onward and upward. Appreciate you guys. Thank you.